Hi, this is indie recording artist Nikki Chris, and you're listening to The David Bauer. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, The David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, The David Bowers. Thank you once again there, John Bon Jovi, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary one. Welcome aboard, everyone. Glad to have you back here with us again for another week of music and all kinds of other exciting stuff. And we have got a fun show with you today. I think you're going to really enjoy it because in addition to good music, we've got some good fun, too. We're going to start it off, we're going to start it off a little, uh, little conservative with a gentleman by the name of Josiah Mann, relatively new artist. This is his debut single. Here he is with Angel.
angel, Josiah Mann. And it's out now. He's an independent singer, songwriter out of Springfield, Missouri. This is his debut single. And the story behind the song is available on his YouTube channel. You might want to check that out, too. Interesting story there. He says, I've been writing and playing music for over 20 years, but I've never shared anything publicly. Well, earlier this year, he drove to Nashville with his wife and his kitty. And there you have the results. I kind of like it. How about you, John Bon Jovial? I think it's a very nice song. It it, it really is. It's just uh, very low-key. It's produced very nicely. It's the kind of thing that, uh, yes, yes, I'm going to say this, that it might be the kind of thing that you're laying there at 3 o'clock in the morning with your lady and doing the <laughs> and it's just a perfect song for that. No matter what you're watching on TV at 3 in the morning. Did I say TV? <laughs> <laughs> no, i got to agree with you. It is, it is one of those kind of songs. One of the reasons I picked it is because it is a, a very listenable, uh, it's a real song. And uh, I, I like the way... I like the way he wrote it. I like the way he phrased it and delivers it. And uh, I hope you all like it, too. I know you're going to like our next guest, who is standing by, just waiting for the chance to come on in here and, uh, well, just shake things up a little. So we're going to move right along and do that after we check with John Bon Jovial on how things are going with him. How's it going, John? Well, here in southwest Florida, as you may know, we've made the national news over the last oh, week and a half or so. We had a, a little bit of a brush-up with the weather called Hurricane Ian, and it really uh, is considered probably to be one of the costliest storms that has ever hit anywhere in Florida, even more so than Hurricane Andrew, although Hurricane Andrew may have been a tad bit more destructive. Um, Hurricane Ian was two miles an hour shy of being a Category 5, and that's yeah. how serious this storm was. And um, where uh, my wife and family and I live, uh, we're very fortunate. The house didn't have any damage whatsoever. The yard got trashed, but, <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. You know, you get out there and you do some yard work. Um, and uh, the worst part about it for us was that we had no power for five and a half days. Uh, and really, when you consider what happened to these folks on Fort Myers Beach uh, in East Naples, uh, Sanibel Island, uh, and um, St. James City, and Rotunda, and these areas, you know, they got absolutely spanked. I mean, they're just devastated. And so, really, Man, I got nothing to complain about. We came through this, you know, in flying colors. And yeah, okay, we didn't have power for a couple of days. You know, it's like, wham! You don't have power for a couple of days. We don't have a home anymore. So yeah. we we yeah. did we did okay. And one thing that I will say, uh, I've lived in Southwest Florida now in Naples for 31 years, and there is a resiliency to this town that I have not seen in Fort Lauderdale or Miami or up in Orlando. There is something about this town that the people here do not take any crap from the weather. It's like, yeah, fine, bring it on. And this area will rebuild and it will be stronger. More power to you. After all of that, I bet you'd enjoy a nice cold glass of lemonade. Oh boy, I tell you what, I, you know, I had that cold glass of lemonade 
And I chased it with uh, maybe a couple of shots of Jack Daniels. And all the, it was also those beers, those ice-cold beers in there. Well, I'll tell you what. You'll have to supply your own additives. But we're going to listen right now to our next guest. They call themselves Papa Foster and the Grits. And here they are with your lemonade. because you never know what's going to happen next. It might not actually be over, but I guess the music has stopped. So let's bring in Papa Foster. How you doing, Papa? Hello, doing pretty great. How are you doing? Doing just fine, thank you. Great sound you got there. And before before we go any further, I want to mention you also had the video to that just came out recently, didn't you? It did, yes, a couple weeks ago. Okay, so that's out and available now, too, and I know John Bon Jovi is going to be checking that out. Come on in here, and let's sit and talk a while. First, I wanted to ask you how you came up with that name. Oh, Lemonade? Well, actually, uh, it's, I think it's been a, a name of a drink for hundreds of years now. <laughs> no, actually, I was referring to the grits and Papa Foster. Well, we started out as a little uh, Wednesday night band uh, playing at a restaurant. And we do a kind of, a, for the most part, something 
akin to maybe the Meters or uh, Alan Toussaint style of music mm-hmm. at the time. And, and so um, the uh, owner of the restaurant decided, well, let's, let's just do a Wednesday night shrimp and grits. And then it it turned into Papa Foster, and and uh, that went for uh, we did that for a few years. And so when we decided to name the band, it it just was appropriate to call it natural. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and I, I I detect somewhere along the line there's more than just a an Oklahoma sound there. You get a little bit of a uh, New Orleans sound. Yes, that's that's my birthplace, and I spent a bit of time there, and it's good to. Uh, not just pay homage, but just let it run through me, really. Nothing wrong with some good New Orleans music. John Bon Jovi, I'll jump on in here. Well, of course. I've got to minorly admonish you, David. A little, little, little correction. If you're from New Orleans, it's New Orleans. It's not New Orleans because, uh, you know, me. Papa Foster, you, you, you back me up on this one now, right? Right. If, if you're, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, <laughs> of course, will just say New Orleans, but then you'll get some people that really try a little too hard and call it Nolens. That's more yeah, I've of a, heard that too. either a kind of a, yeah, that's more of a caricature <laughs> or just somebody face down in the, in the, on Bourbon street. <laughs> that too. Well, we, too we, we've seen a few of those. I've been to a, I've been to a couple of the Mardi Gras. I, you know, I'm not from uh, New Orleans. I'm not from uh, Louisiana. I am originally from Massachusetts. Uh, but I've been to the Mardi Gras a couple of times. It's the biggest, best, and fastest party I've ever been to in my life. And uh, the last time I went, I think, was probably uh, 1977 or 78, before all these restrictions were put in place. And uh, I'm not going to go into any you know, details of, of what Thank I you. did there, but just put it to you this way, that it would probably be frowned upon today. But, uh, no, I love the Zydeco feel. Of this song, it's uh, you know David will tell you I never get to listen to the music before we actually put it on our air, and so uh, that way you know I can have a, a visceral gut reaction to it, and I found myself tapping my toes and I'm thinking wow this guy's got a Zydeco feel to it that's great, and uh, you just don't hear many people do it well, lots of people will do it but not well and and you do and that's kind of nice well down there a lot of of people yeah down there a lot of people do it well of course well down there yeah but you know somebody from columbus ohio well you know that might be uh, questionable (laughs) we we say if you're you're a yankee if you're if you're north of highway 20 so that sounds like where i'm from upstate new york where New Yorkers consider anything north of New Rochelle is upstate. So I know what you yeah, mean but there. <laughs> Papa, Papa Chris, which which do you prefer we call you? You want to be called Papa? You want us to call you Chris or uh, Mr. Foster? Uh, not Mr. Foster. How's that? You guys can choose. <laughs> we, we can. We, you can even come up with some other colorful names if you like. Okay. Well, we'll we'll work on that. You worked with a lot of uh, a lot of people and a really diverse list. Who are some of the artists that you've worked with? I've worked with uh, Steve Pryor, uh, legendary blues guitar player from from Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. Worked with uh, Wayne Bertram, John Moreland. I don't know if you know John Moreland. It's kind of a bunch of I, – I play bass also. I play piano on the record, but I play a lot of bass, so I ended up playing with a lot of different Okies and some folks from Texas and stuff like that. So. Well, you also played the part of Leon Russell too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. When we, we had a – we did a uh, – on his 75th birthday, he he passed away at 74. But Tulsa 
had a uh, party at the Circle Cinema when showed his uh, one of his uh, the 1970s kind of mid 70s psychedelic movie he did, and and mm-hmm. they asked me to play piano and sing with the Leon Russell Band, which was a lot of fun and quite an honor, of course. It is, and it speaks well of your talents. While we're talking about the artists that you've worked with, let's talk about the artists in the band. Tell us about your band. All right. Well, uh, drummer named Matt Teagarden, and he's he's uh, been oh ro- rolling around Tulsa and and the whereabout and the and the likelihood in the in the last oh ten years or so. Um, I shouldn't just drop names and say he's the son of uh, David Teagarden from the Silver Bullet Band, Bob Seger's band, but I, I just did. So, oh, um, hey, listen, we'll we, you. we have a phenomenal uh, bass player, Jordan Hale, who uh, found Tulsa, I guess, in his college days. He got a scholarship to TU and and then stayed in Tulsa after coming from Utah, actually, which was has blessed, blessed the whole uh, community with uh, – a bass player that we fight over constantly. Um, <laughs> and then we got a handful of uh, horn players, um, Matt Leland from the uh, the old band Jacob Fred, uh, kind of a jazz fusion band from the 90s. Yeah, my son plays, uh, he plays drums with us a lot, but he played a lot of Shaker and some other things that helped me, helped me mix some of the record as well. He's a, I shouldn't say up-and-coming drummer, he's also basically, uh, you know, a hired hand. This it spends a lot of time just uh, wishing he hadn't committed to playing a gig. <laughs> I don't know. I have a, I have a feeling he kind of enjoys it. But uh, tell us about this new project <laughs> of yours. Tell us about the new project, the Gravy Baby. Yes, we did this uh, recording. Um, started a few years ago, and basically just me and Matt and Jordan, the the drummer and the bass player. Um, Went went to a studio called Augie Aug- Reed Studios. It's a, it's also in Tulsa, and I just went ahead and and told the wife I said I'm gonna be gone all weekend. I camped out there and and we basically got the bulk of the record done, um, just to add the horns and the, some of the guitar work later on. And uh, as we were getting it mixed, um, it was my son who who said, Dad, I think this needs to go on vinyl. It's it's uh, got that quality and. It's, fantastic and so we ended up putting putting the record on vinyl and it came out this summer so and a great sound i I love the uh well actually you do exactly what you say in your notes that you do you've got uh, new orleans infused rock and roll and uh, i think it's a little bit more of new orleans than the hard rock and we like it that way john bon jovial i know you're just dying to get in here come on now well yeah you had you know you mentioned a, a couple of things and your uh, uh your your band member mr teagarden and uh, while you were saying that i was thinking to myself i wonder if there's any relationship to uh, the uh, the bassist for Bob Seger, and you answered that question. Uh, the drummer, actually, yes. Uh, drum, okay, yeah, my mistake. And uh, I'm also kind of wondering, in addition to the, uh, the Zydeco sound, the New Orleans sound, what other genres of music do you guys like to get into? Do you do any country? Do you uh, do any blues or jazz or anything like that? I mean, definitely some jazz, blues. Jazz, I know, is such a major part of of, of uh, Louisiana. But you know, and when I say jazz, I'm talking about like Ornette Coleman and guys like that. Right, and and I I just got through a, a box set um, of Jelly Roll Morton, which was fascinating. Uh, Alan Lomax recorded it, and I just got to hear about how 
how uh, New Orleans was to musicians in what he says in 1904, 1905, back in the right at the turn of the century. It was fascinating, and they, you know, I guess they coined the phrase jazz around then. And um, well, according to Ellington, they stopped calling it jazz in '33, but I, I, I know we all still use that word. So I think uh, definitely that style of uh, jazz, probably not doing as much of the out stuff as Ornette Coleman or Sun Ra, though it definitely is a, you know, part of my regular listening. Some of these, uh, you know, definitely listen to a lot of Mingus and. Rasad Roland Kirk and some of those, you know, great blues jazzers from from that era. You know, I didn't. I should mention Joe Shickey, who played the majority of the guitar on the record. He's from Memphis, a great blues guitar player. And you know, when you come to Tulsa, you'll find out that we have, you know, 25 fantastic guitar players. And if you come to Tulsa and you're a guitar player, usually you either leave with your tail between your legs or you stay quiet for a few years while you're woodshedding. But Joe came in, and, you know, I think about about five or six years ago and just jumped on the scene immediately. He was, of course, accepted. And he since moved off to Colorado and has got his own band, but he's uh, just a really great sound. Obviously did his uh, Steve Cropper homework long before I met him. Uh, I used to do a, uh, a jazz show, jazz and blues, with heavy emphasis on the jazz on a station uh, out in California, uh, in Bishop, California, I had a jazz show every Sunday night, and a lot of these names that you just mentioned, uh, Mingus, and, and of course I mentioned Ornette Coleman, and and, uh, and then there's Ahmad Jamal, and you know I used to play all this stuff on this jazz show on this radio station, and you know it was really a lot of fun. It was a really, um, you know, I was into sales at the time and and management, you know, in radio. But it was the one real thing at this radio station that I looked forward to every week was getting on there and doing that four-hour jazz show. And it was just such a gas. I, I, I really loved it. And, you know, I, I played a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the, the New Orleans sound. I played a lot of the, uh, you know, more obscure Dr. John records and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, the, pres- the Preservation Jazz Band and, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people that – Especially Westerners, you know, rural Westerners uh, that uh, that have never been to your part of the world, um, they don't really understand it. And uh, but after a while, they got to listening to it and, and developed a real appreciation. At least I would like to think that I educated my audience that way, much like we like to educate <laughs> our audience today on this show. Um, but I guess I'll shut up because I'm going on and on, and this really is all about you and you know what you guys are doing. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat David to the punch here, and I'm gonna ask you about touring and tour dates and where you're going. Well, we're not touring right now. We've been uh, we've just been kind of incubating our our talents for a few more records, and not just another Grits record, but there's a few bands that have been, you know, with this group that we kind of all share projects and, and share musicians. And um, so there's a, there's a band called King Cabbage Brass Band that um, is that my son's actually the drummer for that. And Jordan's the bass player is also for that. And they, some of the horn players that played on the record are in this band. It's, it's really a New Orleans style band. Um, and they do, not only do they do some some of the Preservation Hall stuff, but they have some original music, and they just recorded at the Kane's Ballroom, and they're releasing that. And um, then we just uh, released 
Last year, um, an album called Winston Church Bus, which was uh, a bunch of us working on uh, another songwriter's um, material, which is, I mean, there's so much going on, really, and, and it seems like, you know, we we sometimes make a we'll make a run to maybe maybe Chicago or maybe to Austin and stop along the way, but you know, with the last couple of years, there hasn't been you know. I don't know. It's kind of yeah, hard to leave when it's so comfortable. Well, I hear that. You kind of get used to Tulsa time and living on it. I understand that. And I understand your son's uh, thought about uh, time to do this time to do this one in vinyl. Uh, John and I are both uh, uh, vinyl dinosaurs, also leaning a little bit on the, uh, well, we're not too much. In, we're not as much into digital as we are analog. Let's put it that way. So uh, it's good to hear yeah. this. Also, keep in mind you got uh, you got some great artists there. If you get somebody you think deserves a shot on our show, be sure and get in touch with us. Uh, put us together with them, and we'll see if maybe we can get them to come and visit the Dave Bowers Awards too. Before we let you go, oh, that sounds great. Two, two things we got to do. One, we got to let you tell the folks how they can find you online, how they can stay in touch with you, and most importantly, how they can get your music. That sounds great. It's uh, PapaFosterAndTheGrits.com. That's P-O-P-P-A, FosterAndTheGrits.com. And we also have a YouTube channel, Papa Foster and the Grits. And so uh, you can order, you know, the digital music. You can order a, a vinyl. We'll mail it to you. And um, and then we play a lot of shows in Tulsa. So come on through and check out all the really fantastic music Tulsa has to offer. Fantastic. And we want to thank you for coming and spending time with us today, sharing your story, your music, and telling us all about the band. Great bunch you've got there. Wonderful sound. Really love it. Tell us a little bit right now before you go about this next track we're going to play, Hard to Get. Hard to Get. All right. This this was uh, our first video, and it's um, it really um, – it's you know when we I, I wrote the song, basically uh, well you can kind of glean the glean the subject matter from from the lyrics, but based on just some frustration about about how you can kind of get caught in your own world and it you know it takes you know it takes reaching out it takes help sometimes to get to get through it, and then uh, then went ahead and kind of copped the uh, the drum line from. From uh, working in a coal mine, uh, the, the old Lee Dorsey version right. for the original, uh, the first part of the song, and then we kick into more of a, a gospel rock for the second half of the song. Great sounds you got there. Again, thank you for being here with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Papa Foster and the Grits, here they are with Hard to Get.
And there you go. Papa Foster and the Grits, and that's a little more of that rockin' New Orleans sound. Hard to get. What you think, John Bon Jovial? Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of digging on that, tapping my toe. Uh, you know, kids, just, just so you know, we baby boomers used to uh, use that expression, we're digging on it, because, well, we didn't invent hip. The beatniks did. We just perfected it, right, David? <laughs> I'll go along with that. While you're telling stories, out of the, while you're telling stories, tell them about Anchor FM and what they got going. Okay, I'm, I'm full of what? No, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, folks, Anchor FM. Uh, this is something lemonade, that's really pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's many platforms that we use that carry our podcast, the David Bowers Awards, and we're grateful to each and every one of them. But one of them really stands out in particular, and that is Anchor FM. And the reason being is that not only do they carry the David Bowers Awards each and every episode, but they also provide you with a link at the end of this episode and every episode where you can click on it and make a donation to Indie Artists Worldwide. This is an organization that keeps their administrative costs very low, so you know, well over 90% of the money that comes in actually goes towards Indie Artists and the production costs that they encounter in putting their music together. So it's Anchor FM. Just Google it. You'll find it immediately. Anchor FM you'll find for the David Bowers Awards and, of course, many others that are out there as well, but of course we want you listening to us first and foremost. So there you go. Anchor FM, David. You got it, and thank you. We were going to bring on our next guests who are standing by, waiting to come in and talk to us, and we can't wait to talk to them because if they're talking is anything like they're performing, you're going to love these guys, okay? I don't know which one's the ugly one, but they call themselves One Ugly Cowboy, and you're not going to believe what they did to Ring of Fire.
Maybe. Maybe. I can just feature June Carter doing that. <laughs> I wish John was here to hear that. Jane and Richard, come uh-huh. on in here and say hello. Wow, David, are you there? You rock. Yeah, well, hey, you're doing a pretty good job of it yourself. <laughs> I love that. When I when I heard that online, I said, we got to get those people on the show. That thing oh. just kicks it. I mean, you guys do it. You guys do a great job, and for my co-host, John Bon Jovial, and all the listeners out there, you got to see the video that goes with this. Get online, go to YouTube, look up One Ugly Cowboy and Ring of Fire. How did you guys put this sound together? Oh, it was one of those, you know what, David, it was one of those songs where, or one of those, we were like, what new single should we do? We, You know, we've got 18 million originals, but we were like, we love doing, putting our spin on cl- classics. And mm-hmm. Ring of Fire popped into our head, and it was just like, let's do it. And Richard Automatic. produced it, kicked it. Absolutely. And I am the ugly one. <laughs> okay, well. And hey, he listen. is the ugly one, yes. <laughs> well, of course, I'm glad we got that clarified. That's important. <laughs> I, I never got to meet the person personally, but I know from stories I've heard that John would have loved this because he had a respect for artists who could take the music and put their own spin on it. And uh, I, I, I know he would have really loved and respected it. John Bon Jovial, your comments. Well, you know, we hear people do covers of songs all the time. And one of the things that people do is they try to emulate the original artist's take on it, you know, and which... You know, it's okay, I mean, and in some cases, it, that's that's very cool. As an example, Los Lobos, Los Lobos does a wonderful cover of uh, Buffalo Springfield's "For What It's Worth," and they oh, really right? try to stick to the original uh, concept of the song. But Johnny Cash was such an original musician. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. was a real original, and so not only did he do, you know. The Orange Blossom Special and, and Ring of Fire and the Ragged Old Flag and, and, and all this stuff. But he delved into doing so many different things. He did a lot of stuff with Bob Dylan, as an example. He did things with Joni Mitchell. And so wow. for you guys to take this song and kick its ass the way you just did, <laughs> I, I agree with David. I think he'd be proud as hell. I, that, I mean, you guys nailed it. Okay. Thank you, John. Thank you. Go ahead, Richard. Well, thanks for saying that. But it's interesting you say that because look at the album that uh, Johnny Cash did with he did Hurt and a lot of mm-hmm. covers himself. Right? It's kind of interesting because he uh, he yeah. wasn't afraid to put his spin on other people's stuff for it. Exactly. Oh, exactly. He, Johnny Cash was a genius as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah. He oh, had yeah. a rough upbringing. You know, he I mean he had a really rough childhood, yeah. but. And, and, and I think that uh, it is probably can be said that that the roughness of that childhood probably made him a better musician. I look at Loretta Lynn, for example, who unfortunately just passed away. She yeah. had just a hell of an awful childhood. But my God, that woman, she was one of my musical heroes. So is Johnny Cash. And maybe you it makes you dig deep into your heart. You know, you just got to find the light as opposed to the darkness. Right. Definitely. I think when it comes to The Real Deal and your group, I think from your website, the first three words on that page say it all. Impossible to categorize. How did you come up (laughs) with 
How did you come up with your image, your sound, your style? Well, we've been, you know what, David, we have been, Richard and I have been writing and working together for years, and I think it's kind of all just come down to just following our bliss. We're so influenced by so many amazing artists, whether it's rock or whether it's country or whether it's even disco or if it's R&B. We're just, we just fall, or blues. We just follow our nose, and that's what One Ugly Cowboy is all about. It's just, we just... Unpredictable. Unpredictable, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it hurts, but we, <laughs> that's what we do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing uh, wrong with that. And dip, doing what's in your heart, what you feel, is always the best way to do it. The artists who yeah, yeah. the longest, the artists yeah, who have the longest have done it that way. And you know what, David? That's so true. That's all you got to do is follow your heart, follow your bliss, and everything else is just perfectly unfolds. And that's exactly what we're doing. Clearly, you've done the same. It's just, you know, life's about having fun, right? It's just about absolutely. John and I are, so now we just do what we like, and uh, it's uh, it's going really well. We're having a lot of fun, and people are really liking what we do. So we're pretty pleased with that. And the the sound, the results show it. Uh, I should mention also, I, I regret I was remiss in mentioning this up front, you guys are from north of the border up in Canada. Yes, sir, we are. Yeah. We the north. Well, we the north. Welcome to the States. Hopefully we'll tour well, down nice there. To I actually oh, lived in Colorado it. Springs many along when I was growing up, and I love the States. It's beautiful. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, both countries have their share of beauty if you uh, if you take your time and you look for it. How long have you guys been an act now? One Ugly Cowboy got formed, I believe, in 2014, 15, somewhere in there. So we've been One Ugly Cowboy for, I don't know, seven or eight years. Yeah, now. yeah. Yeah. And tell us about the band. So we've got um, Rick Ottenbright is on bass. Just a he's he's the oldest member of or like he's been in with the band the longest time. And then um, Mike Mann has joined the band. So it's, we're just four people now. A great drummer, yeah. Yeah, great drummer. Mike is our drummer and Rick, and they're just salt of the earth guys. They're in it just for the pure fun of every time we hit the show. It's about having a good time. We got nothing to prove except just share our music and have fun. Yeah. And it seems to be getting better and better just with, yeah. Well, you guys keep doing what you are doing. You're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, it's uh, like we've talked with many of the artists who've said the same thing. You put out the product, the people will come to it. And you guys are definitely doing that. And you put your heart into it. I just find it amazing that you can take four people and make that much sound. We're having fun. We're just big. We're big, big rocking people. I think rocks are what? Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so, it's the magic of digital. It's a digital world. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. We, and I just kept yeah. telling our last guest how John and I are more analog than digital. Don't take that personally. No. <laughs> no. Okay. John, speaking of John. Well, you know, to, 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 par to paraphrase uh, Joe Walsh, uh, you know, we are analog men living in a digital world. Uh, yes, sir. Both, yeah, both David and I are old radio dinosaurs. We cut our teeth on records, 45s, learning how to slip cue a record. And um, David did. He was more into the contemporary part of radio, although I know he did some country. 
I jocked more country than I did contemporary radio. So I cut my teeth on, you know, the Johnny Cashes of the world and Ernest Tubbs and Patsy Cline and um, really, really grew to just have an absolute love affair with the genre. So when yeah. I hear somebody when I hear somebody do what you're doing, you know, you've got two ways that you can go with that. You can either recoil in horror or you can embrace it. And yeah. I am always willing to listen to anybody that wants to put a spin on a, something that's established and make it their own. Where I draw the line, as David will tell you, anybody that listens to this show will tell you, is I have an absolute hate affair with autotune. Autotune is the scourge <laughs> of the music industry, as far as I'm concerned. Because no, no, uh, Jane here no is probably camera. the best best singer in Canada. We don't do that stuff. We actually she's, don't. She's know, deal. Yeah, we actually don't know how to do that. I think we can do that in our studio, but we. No, I don't bother with that. She no. doesn't. She doesn't need <laughs> it. No. And, and 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 I tell you what. You're you're my new best friends just by saying that because I mean it makes people that have absolutely no talent sound like they do have talent. I and know. It takes it takes the people that you know such as yourselves that have a raw talent, and it puts them off to the side. No, I, I'm sorry, you know, homie, don't play that game. I totally agree. <laughs> I'm I'm just we're we're all about just you know like let's just sing it and play it and there it is right. So yeah, right. I, I I get that. When you're talking about talents and uh, honing your talents and everything, uh, Jane, you not only worked fronting various bands, but you also did a tribute to Janis Joplin. Oh, my gosh. David, the most talented singer, Janis, until you try to sing what she sang, you don't quite get what an extraordinary vocalist and performer she was it was just like wow are you kidding me she was hitting notes that were off the stratosphere she was just so soulful and I felt very blessed when I was doing that to kind of you know to to you know cut my teeth on her learning her music because it made me who I am now you know I have such respect for her um, oh, I can't even her tell rendition you. Rendition how... of summertime. The rendition oh, of summertime is exactly you what you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. taking it, saying this is my baby. I'm going to make it my own, and she did. And that's um, a brilliant artist, and I love her to this day and back. <laughs> well, that's why I brought it up because for you to do a tribute show to her, you got to have some pretty serious chops yourself. The child can sing, that's for sure. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. You're not doing too badly yourself and, there. And she's a monster on stage. She's just like, you keep comparing her to David Lee Roth or what's his mm-hmm. name, whatever. Yeah, yeah, she's just, Jane's amazing. She's just amazing. I'm very blessed to be working too, with her. But uh, you, you check out her videos and... Uh, it really knocked your socks off. Boy, where is the time going? Richard, you've done some good stuff. I want to give you a chance to drop a couple of names. You've opened some, for some pretty big names. Oh, yeah, back in the day, uh, we were doing some pretty good stuff. Yeah, like Brian Adams and Steppenwolf, they were amazing. I can't even remember. <laughs> he can't even remember, David. All, you know what? I, I also have to say, Richard and I are like these... We just we just live in the moment, and it's just like, oh my God, thank you. We're talking to David Bowers. 
<laughs> oh, I'm serious. I don't mean that. I, I actually sincerely mean that. It's just like we, we we're kind of at this place where we're just like we appreciate everything we've done thus far, but it's just like everything is just looking forward. And I can't even tell you how much we appreciate you asking us to be on your show and just chat about, you know, our newest single, Ring of Fire, and about what we're doing. We so appreciate it. I know you've had, you and John have had so many years in the industry, in radio, and it's truly, uh, we are truly thankful that you invited us. Yeah. We're glad and pleased to have you here with us. I do want to warn you one thing, though. Uh, You've scored big points, so... I want you to be aware of the fact that you're now part of the family, and we're going to expect you to come back again. We will come back anytime, and you guys, we love you. Yeah, just, Seriously. just, just snap your finger. We'll be there. Yeah, we will I'll be there. I'll remember that. I'll remember that. We're running out of it's time. It's only getting better you, and better. I want to give you a minute to tell the folks how they can find you, your music, and, of course, buy your music. Okay, so we are. if you want to check out the one site, just go to One Ugly Cowboy. Dot com. That's it. You can see everything there, videos, all our YouTube links, Spotify, our new, you know, our albums, our singles, everything, oneuglycowboy.com. And if you're digging what we do, we so appreciate, you know, as an indie band, we so appreciate it when folks do, you know, like us and follow us on all the social medias. It's just the way of the world now, and we so appreciate your your support. I'm not sure if people realize how much one little like and follow means, but they add up to, you know, a 1,000, which really helps us at this end. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we always encourage our listeners to let you know how they feel about your music and what you're doing. And we are just so out of time. I'm going to give you about 15 seconds to tell us about this next track we're going to play. I love what you do. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is, we released this in the spring. If you love somebody and you love what they do, this song is for you. Yay! <laughs> Very we nice love you. And we love what you do. Please come back and see us again. Ladies and gentlemen, one other uh, cowboy.